Hello, half-assing life. Now, this is the third time I've tried to record this episode. Because the first time, I did actually do it for the 2K thing. But then, the 2K thing was just so god-awful. Because it wasn't a fault... You know what? I had done too much in the first ones. And so, by the time the semifinals and the finals for 2K happened... I felt like I had already said everything that I could really say. There wasn't much left to offer. And even further than that, the timing of it got weird because in the semifinals, instead of one 10-minute video for me to analyze, it was one 15-minute video with three different games. And it just got really weird. And again, not much content. Nothing was fucking different, really, honestly. But so, yeah, I didn't, that's why I didn't do that. And with the horse tournament thing, I thought the production of that was going to be better. I thought that they would be like, you know, because the way I understood it, everyone involved would get tested and then in person play against each other. But that's not what happened. They all, you know, like half of their cameras were really terrible quality. They were all, you know, not even personally there playing against each other. The vibe was really weird. It was just not a great thing to comment on. I'm glad that Devin Booker won the 2K tournament. I'm glad that um, Mike Conley won the horse tournament. They were still very fun to watch. That's the other thing. It's not that they were boring. It's just, you know, doing commentary. I'm not a professional commentator. I can only notice so many damn things. But, you know, I haven't been late. And so here's what happened the second time. I had already made a video explaining that. But then I just was not in the mood. And so I explained that and I was just sitting there like, huh, all right. I've sat here for seven minutes and I don't feel like I've said anything. So I'm in a better mood. I'm in the mood to talk. You know, even if I got to find something to talk about, we got it. It is, I do like having stuff on which I can make commentary. But yeah, with that, it just got a little weird. I felt very repetitive with the 2K thing. And the timing was off. And with the horse thing, it was one of those where, I don't know, I felt like it would have just been way more, it would have taken out the fun of watching the horse tournament if I tried to comment on it. Because, just because the quality and how everything was set up, it would have been weird. The timing, yeah, it's just, you know. So, how are you doing? I hope you're having a good time, you know. It's crazy out there, but, uh. You know, best thing to do is just not bitch about it. Just be happy, you know. Keep on living. Being nice. Have good energy to you. You know, all that junk. I, You know what? Watch some movies. You, you get back into watching movies. I recently watched a new movie. Well, not a new movie, but it's been newly added to Netflix. It was made in 2017. It's called The Death of Stalin. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I any, anyone watching this... If you have a Netflix account, please, for the love of God, watch this movie. It's a political satire. It's a comedy. Don't So don't worry. It's nothing. And it's not, you know, it is about Stalin, but it's still a comedy. So, you know, no one speaks Russian. You don't have to read subtitles and any of that. It, which, if, which, on the opposite hand, if you're, uh, if you're into historical accuracy, just kind of overlook stuff. It's historically accurate as far as the people in it. But, you know, I mean, even in the movie, Stalin himself has a British accent. So you do have to overlook stuff. 
But it's a hell of a movie. It stars Steve Buscemi. It's got uh, Jeffrey Tambor from Arrested Development. It's got a couple of actors from all kinds of British movies, like British comedies. Really solid cast. Really solid dialogue, too. The writing's awesome. They are all, And they are all, again, they're based on real people involved in the Soviet Union at the time of Stalin's death. It does a really good job of satirizing, you know, how that government worked. Like, you know, in the movie, when he first dies, they don't even want to acknowledge that he's dead. Which in real life is true. In real life, they wouldn't say, oh, he's not dead, he's just asleep. So that, and it shows, like, how ridiculous that can go in the movie. Because, again, you know, it's... It's like a what if. Like, this is probably how it went. But it's hilarious to watch. If you're remotely interested in, like, political satire, very funny. Again, hell of a cast. Steve Buscemi's the protagonist in it, and he's just, dude. It's You ever, like, watch a movie and you have the one character where anytime they're on screen, just like, this is going to be a good scene? That's how his character is. Like, every time he's on screen, he's just hilarious. And then, in, and then in the end of it, it shows how the next leader came to be. And it all, all of it just has to do with, you know, the corruption and how much the military and the government go against each other and overlap each other and how that becomes, you know, a weird thing. And, of course, it ends with just... And then that leader got assassinated by the next leader. And then the next leader got assassinated by that guy. You know, it just how it just keeps going over and over until it just collapsed entirely because of the way it's built and again i get i get that you know if you're wanting to watch a movie to take your mind off of quarantine i get that but if you are wanting to watch something that kind of can be compared to it another movie that i watched recently that i had already seen before but it had been a long time it's also on netflix it's a classic movie starring bill murray it's called groundhog day and now i it's well, I'll be surprised if you haven't already seen it before, because it's a really good movie. The concept of it is Bill Murray is a reporter. He's in um, Pittsburgh, not Pittsburgh. He's in Pennsylvania to do the, what the hell is it called? The Groundhog Day thing? Punxsutawney, that, yeah. He's there to do the Groundhog Day stuff. But every day is the same, and it, he just relives the same day over and over and over, and no one else seems to, you know be phased by it like only he is dealing with it and it's just the same day over and over for you know like months years he learns all this crazy stuff that he can do and he you know tries to romance women and all this just insane stuff and it does ask the question what would you do in that situation if you just woke up every single day same day over and over and over you had, there was no consequences for your actions because you just wake up again with the exact same shit going on. Which is why I do like drawing the parallel for that movie and this quarantine. Because that really, every single day feels like a Sunday. You know, sleeping in doesn't matter. Staying up late doesn't really matter. Unless you're in school or you're at an essential job. Everyone else outside of those perimeters seems to just be on this weird vacation thing like the other day i saw a post where it was like this is the weirdest year ever because every day is just every day there are no weekends and it's true there is no reason like you can't be like oh it's saturday why would i work out you could be like yeah it's saturday but shoot it doesn't really matter I, i'll go walk out or walk out i'll go work out i'll go exercise or whatever 
And just as much as you could do that, you could be like, it doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday morning, I'm going to get drunk. You know, there's two kinds of people handling this shit, it seems. <laughs> and I've, I've taken part in both of those. I say, it's Saturday, I don't care. I'll walk on the treadmill a pit. It's Tuesday, I don't care. I'll get drunk. You might as well, you know? It's just this weird limbo that everyone's in. And, you know, all these people, they try to add all of this extra stuff to it. Like, no, I should spend this extra time to rest. Or I should spend this extra time to, to get more work done. My thing is, just be happy. Whether you'd be happier getting all that extra work done. Whether you'd be happier getting in those extra hours of resting and doing what you want. Why make this situation more stressful than it already is? That's what I say. So that's why I'm sitting here after having drank three beers and eaten some Pop-Tarts. I'll tell you, just be happy. Be as happy as you can be. I know that's easier said than done because Lord knows what everyone's going through. But shit, whatever decisions you have to make that you know will make you happier in the long run, go for that. Don't stress about what other people are going to say about it. Just be happy right now. Because quite honestly, yeah, no one seems to know. State government, federal government, doctors, attorney, like no one knows what the hell is actually happening. They're just guessing. Everyone's just guessing. So yeah, the best thing for you could that you can do right now, the best thing for you to do is just be happy. Just find whatever, whatever you can do so you are content with where you are and you can stay there for a bit. Just do that. <laughs> just do that and this is so weird to think about because it's like you know like this you know at first when this started it seems like everyone and i'm sorry i don't mean to talk about it too much but let me just let this be my last my final thought as far as this shit's you know it's so weird to think that when this all started we were all just like ah, i'll end in like a month and you know everything will be back to normal but the longer it's lasted, the more it's going to be like two years after this, we're all still going to be talking about it. You know, I highly doubt that this is just going to be another flash in the pan thing. Because, you know, we as a society tend to have that where we just have one big thing that happened that we're all up in arms over for like a week. And then and then either something else happens the next week or we've just completely forgotten about it in general. But with this shit, for all of us to just be in arms about the same thing for well over a month, that's weird for our society to be doing. To be fixated on just one thing. And even the people who aren't, who are trying to bring in other shit to be upset about. You just, there really is this weird feeling of no one knows whether they're, you know... But so again, that's all the more reason for me to just say, just be happy. No one fucking knows. Just have a good time. You have children, hang out with your kids. You don't have them, you know, fuck it. Just whatever you're doing, make it the best because that's all you can do right now. So for those of you that listen that are kind of, kind of degenerates like me, uh, what'd you spend your stimulus money on? Be honest. Even if you didn't spend it all in one place, you know you spent something to make you happy. Tell you what, so you don't feel badly, I'll tell you what I spent some of my stimulus money on to make myself happy. I bought a new magazine for my Glock. I got a tungsten guiding rod. I got a deluxe 
barrel for my Glock, and I got a little flashlight to put on it. I also got a video game. So that's what I've been doing. I mean, it's going to take a long time for those parts. Here's the thing. I ordered them all at the same time. And then I got an email saying that two of the things are out of stock. And at first, and this is another, this here is a lesson. This here is a lesson in turning a disappointment into something good. So at first I get this email and I'm like, now I have to wait a longer time just to get the second half of the crap that I ordered. You know, they didn't tell me, you know, they wait until after I ordered it to tell me it's out of stock. So I was upset. But then I thought about it now because, you know, they said as soon as they get the newest ones, they're just automatically going to ship it to me. No extra charge, nothing. And so I'm sitting here like, instead of looking at it this way, look at it that, look at it this way. Now, instead of just having one day where I get a box of new parts, I get two separate days where I get a box of new parts and I get to be happy. I'm telling you, you got to find the silver lining. You got to find the good part. You got to find the rose amongst the thorns. You got to find the Pop-Tart amongst the non-Pop-Tart snacks. I don't know. I'm sorry. I saw a Pop-Tart and I just went with it. What would be like a, a terrible alternative to a Pop-Tart? A piece of cardboard? You got to find your Pop-Tart amongst your pieces of cardboard. Dr. Phil ain't going to tell you this, but I'll tell you this. All right. So let me tell you about my fictional basketball career. So... As you know, I like to play 2K, NBA 2K, and I love the, my career. So, I've been on a killing streak, man. Out of every single game in the entire month of March that I've played, I know I'm bragging about it, but it, it, it's really stupid to do it, but, you know, what are you going to do? I've been on quarantine. That, let, okay, let me, let, let me just take a little sidestep right now. How the fuck are there still people with stuff to talk about during the quarantine? It's like you've just been sitting in your house and there's still stuff for you to talk about? I think it's a good sign to not have something to talk about. It means you're relaxing, you're resting. All these people that still have news and crap to constantly talk about during this. It's like, take a chill pill. Take a nap or something. Goodness gracious. But anyway, so I've been playing my career and... The entire month of March in that game, only one game did I not break 20 points. I had like eight 40-point games. Three or four of those were 50-point games. I've beaten my record. I've beaten all sorts of my own records multiple times over. And then now, I fucked myself up because I changed the animations for my jump shot and my free throw. And I forgot that that messes with your timing. And now, instead of practicing with it, I was a dumbass and went straight to the game. And so now I'm stuck in this constant game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Where I don't know my own jump shot and I don't know my own free throw. I just went from dropping 50 points on the Milwaukee Bucks to not knowing how to score a three. I mean, granted, that's not true. I am still scoring the threes, but man, is it harder. It is a pain in the ass, this game. Every time I have a good first half, the second half is just horrible. Every time I'm doing personally well, my team's terrible. It's back to where I was before all this stuff. I don't know what it was. I had such a hot streak. All these 40-point games, 30-point, all this crazy stuff. Then I 
screw up the animations. Though I will admit, if I can get used to to them, it'll be worth it because they're pretty cool looking shots. But you know, and I you know pimp the hell out of my player too. We got new Jordans. Of course, I had to do the first ones because those are my favorite Jordans of all time. They look ridiculous, but I love them. And by the way, there's no way a basketball player would ever wear those things on purpose. Because don't get me wrong. They look great, but my God, they offer no support to your feet. They're 100% just because they look cool. You can wear them if you're a stand-up comedian. You can wear them if you're just like trying to look good. But if you're trying to dunk on someone, you better just be a freak of nature if you're going to do it in those shoes. So here's my deal. I can't really think of much more. But I do want to, see, I want to put out stuff, but I hate having this feeling of like, if I don't have an hour of shit to talk about, then I'm just not going to do it. So this is my olive branch. I will try, I will keep out putting, putting stuff out, but you know, with this crazy time and you know, if I'm just sitting there like I can't think of anything else or, you know, I could go do something else, but I like to put something out. Then, you know, I'm fine. I am going to be more fine with putting out shorter stuff just as long as I'm putting stuff out. Granted, I will try to make it so it isn't just me making content for the sake of doing it because I know that can be disappointing and that can lead to stuff getting shitty. But for right now, during this quarantine, I would like to have a little experimental period with this podcast. And if it results in me being able to put out more quality content more frequently, then that's. That's like the, the ultimate end goal for that. So, so yeah, let's, let's, let's uh, work with each other. So I'm actually going to make this like 20 minutes. I'm going to give you guys a couple of song suggestions and then I'm going to go ahead and just wrap it up and, you know, see how that goes. You know, we're back into experimenting with this podcast, so we'll see what happens. So here is my thing. We got three songs for the recommendation, three country songs. Now, the, the reason I've chosen these three is because all three of them are about the concept of Hank Williams coming back as a ghost. And for some reason, I, li I like all three of the songs, clearly. I just find it to be a really funny concept. And the fact that three different songs have been made regarding it, as far as I know, there could be more. But these are the only ones I know. They're all about Hank Williams coming back as a ghost. And two out of the three were written by David Allen Cow. So, first song is Midnight in Montgomery. That's the one that isn't by David Allen Cow. That's by Alan Jackson. That's a good one. It's got a hell of a chorus when it kicks into it. That's one of the that's one of those songs where if you hear it and you're drunk in a bar, you're gonna just scream the fucking chorus. It's just one of those good, like classic country songs. You know, it's really light, real low. Then it goes into the chorus, gets all big. It's a good song. And then we go into the David Allen Coe songs. First, you have The Ride, which is a classic one where he, David Allen Coe gets picked up by the ghost of Hank Williams and drives him to Nashville and gives him advice about being famous. That's another one, you know, very low, and then it very quickly gets fast, gets louder. Very fun song. David Allen Coe is just kind of good with that kind of pacing, in my opinion. He's, I don't know. I don't, 
I like David Allen Coe, but I'm not a huge fan of his like slower songs and the song Tennessee Whiskey, not just by David Allen Coe, but every version of that song. I just, as I really wish I could tell you, I do like that song, Tennessee Whiskey, but I've heard it done by so many different, you know, country singers. It's the go-to song of any, you know, any kind of party you go to. If there's even country music, that's bound to be one of them that gets played i i just i'm sick of that fucking song so i'm sorry i don't like it but i do like this one the ride by david allen co i'm sorry i know i went to a rant but i just really don't like that song but the ride by david allen co another one about hank williams and then this one very on the nose title the ghost of hank williams by david allen co and this one is just a straight-up story. It talks about, you know, what year he died and, the, you know, the it being announced over the radio and people being sad. You know, Hank Williams showing up in a graveyard and singing as a ghost. It's a pretty crazy song. It's kind of creepy, but in a good way. Very spooky, but fun. So, yeah, those are my three songs. All about ghosts, Hank Williams. And hey, during this experimental period, you know, I put the uh, email for this podcast in the description. I got the Instagram page. If you listen to this podcast and you want to, you want me to talk about some shit or you have some recommendations for movies or music, send them, send them a message on Instagram, send an email to the thing in the description. I mean, I mean, I'm an open book. Give me recommendations, suggestions, things to talk about. You want my dumbass advice? I will give you my dumbass advice. Anything. So trust me. It, it this. If you listen, I will. I will help you. Give me input. You give me feedback. I'll work with it. So yeah. That being said, thank you for you know continuing to listen during this experimental period. And without you know all that being said, thank you. I hope you have a wonderful day and or evening.